Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depping. I'm Cody Crane. And it's a twofer today. That, Nobody's coming in here. Nobody wants to come in. I, we scared them away. That's true. We uh, we don't need guests anymore. Why We're, would we have guests? We've peaked with our guests. We can't find any better ones than mm-hmm. what we've already had, so yeah. we might as well just do the two of us. That's true. And uh, I got to tell you, people just want to hear us talk about nothing. Yep. Someone at my work started listening, and they're like, you guys sure talk a lot at the beginning. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's kind of the point, I thought. <laughs> did, did, did they uh, have a like or dislike? Like, I'm still listening, but you guys sure talk a lot. Oh, okay. So it seems like they don't like that. <laughs> it seems like they're like, uh, let's skip the first three minutes because yeah. we know nothing's going to happen. But that's why we're doubling down right now, and we're giving you an extended play just for you. Well, luckily for the person at your work, and for our listeners, I do have a plan today. Yeah. Because we talk about uh, ghosts quite a bit on this podcast. Are we not talking about them today? Uh, we are talking about them, but we're talking what? about ghosts that mm. we don't typically talk about. And that is the top 10 most famous ghosts oh. according to LiveScience.com. Live science? Is it live or live? Might be live. Might be live. But we live scientifically okay. by believing in ghosts, right? Right. I thought it was going to be like the ghosts of girlfriends past. Um, ghosts of Christmas past. I mean, that could be on here. Both movies, right? Those are both movies, I feel. The ghosts of Christmas past and the... No, the ghosts of Christmas past isn't, but I think the girlfriends past Go- one is. That's a Matthew McConaughey one. That's a movie. I saw that in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> I, I uh, think I... Went on a date in high school to that movie. Uh, by yourself? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, treat. Uh, no, with my mom. <laughs> uh, well, also makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the list here, Damien, and, and we'll get your uh, thoughts on these ghosts. Uh, well, of course we will. That's why we're here. Yeah, so we'll get my thoughts probably, too. Maybe mm. I'll just let you go off on these ghosts. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Number 10. But I th- I, th- I think oh. you'll be familiar with all of these. You think so? And we'll see you what you think about this list because, you know, we uh, you might have an idea of who the most famous ghosts are. Casper. Uh, maybe you'll be on here. Charles Dickens' ghosts maybe. from Christmas Carl. Maybe he'll be on here. Christmas Carl. Maybe Charles Dickens will be on Charles here. Charles Dickens himself. Yeah. But th- I'll tell you who number 10 is. Mm-hmm. It's King Hamlet. Okay. What do you think about that? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so for the folks that don't know uh, King Hamlet. <laughs> From uh, Macbeth, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, though ghosts appear in several Shakespeare plays, such as Macbeth and Julius Caesar, mm-hmm. King Hamlet, often referred to as simply as ghost, is among the better known of the bards, ghosts, and plays an integral part in Hamlet. His son... Prince Hamlet may be the central character in the play named after him, yeah. but without his father's ghost, there would be no story. To be or not to be? That is the question. <laughs> That's a funny thing to say. Without that character, there would be no story. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there'd still be a story, but then it just kind of ends. Yeah. It would just end with the uncle killing the dad and marrying the mom and everything's happy and good. Do you like Hamlet? Yeah, it's, it's not bad. Is it your favorite? Shakespeare? Uh, not my favorite, no. 
I mean, people might not know by listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. but we're both um, a little educated mm-hmm. and <laughs> mildly in in like uh, theater, and uh, yeah. we've read Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. We uh, know uh, more about Shakespeare than um, maybe a commoner. True. Okay. I just yeah, wanted, I don't mind Hamlet. It's I wanted not my to hype favorite. It. Too long. I wanted to hype us up because people really think that we're just yeah, dum dums yeah, yeah. that know nothing. Oh yeah, we're total morons. <laughs> so we know Hamlet. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so here's a little bit more about Hamlet. Okay, for for who? For us or for them? <laughs> yeah. See what you think about this. <laughs> All right. King Hamlet appears three times in the play. Each time during the night. Rule of threes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ghost tells Hamlet that he was murdered by his treacherous brother Claudius. Mm-hmm. And asked Hamlet to avenge his death. Mm-hmm. Would you be mad if you were mur- murdered by someone named Claudius? Um, no, that <laughs> seems like a pretty buff guy. You think so? I think that someone named Claudius, if I met someone named Claudius, I would assume mm-hmm. that they were born to be an Adonis. Oh. And that their parents would train them at a young age. But then why weren't they Adonis then? Well, I mean, I'm assuming that his brother is Adonis. Oh, he's the brother of Adonis, Claudius. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. I'm I'm picturing him as one of three giant buff brothers. Adonis, the gym Claudius, together. and... Maximus. Maximus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta Maximus those gains. Uh, so do you think that uh, King Hamlet deserves to be on the list? Do you think he deserves to be a little bit higher? Uh, well, I have to hear the rest of the list. I don't know. That's it's hard to say when you only got number 10 so far. <laughs> Do you, does it need to be higher than what it is? I don't know. <laughs> who's left? Well, we'll see, I guess, who's left off. Uh, but the Flying Dutchman is number nine. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. SpongeBob character. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, it is, yes. You're not wrong. Maybe the best SpongeBob character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the Flying Dutchman, the world's best-known non-human ghost, is a 17th-century merchant ship said to haunt the high seas. Oh my God, this isn't the SpongeBob one. Well, the ship is in the SpongeBob, but he's a human ghost in the SpongeBob one. Well, he's the captain of the Flying Dutchman, isn't he? But they call him the Flying Dutchman. I don't know. Anyway, Flying Dutchman. <laughs> According to sea lore, the ship which often appears as a hazy image or a strange light is said to be a, a portent of bad luck and doom. The story has been adapted many times, but one of the most common versions tells of a Dutch captain named Vanderdecken. Vanderdecken, yeah, yeah. Refusing to take safe harbor during a storm mm-hmm. while traversing the Cape of Good Hope, despite pleas from the crew and passengers. There's a character in One Piece named Vanderdecken. Really? Yeah. I, I'm confident that they don't call the SpongeBob character Vanderdecken. I don't think so. But out of these, I guess we got to rank your uh, your fear of the character. So My fear? Yeah. So if you were to um, be encountered by the Flying Dutchman, mm-hmm. right, it brings bad luck and doom. So are you scared of that? Uh, bad luck and doom metal, maybe that'd be cool. <laughs> Is, I, don't I don't know. know I don't know metal. if I'm necessarily afraid of it. I don't. I don't spend that much time on the high seas, so I'm probably okay. But what if it pulls up to the Toronto beaches while you're walking oh, on that's the boardwalk? True. I'm on the boardwalk, and then the <laughs> Flying Dutchman shows up. Yeah, I'll just go a block north. <laughs> Fair enough. So I guess you're more fear, afraid of uh, Hamlet. 
well, Hamlet wasn't an evil ghost. He was just trying to get like vengeance from someone else, and he's just like, "You gotta help me! You gotta help me! I'm dead." What if it's like my fear of um, dead animals seeking vengeance and waking back up and thinking I did it? So it could be Hamlet mistaken. Well, the difference is is that Hamlet's dad saying like, "You didn't do it. It was my brother." <laughs> so that part of the fear is out the window, because the animals. I guess I guess if the animals could talk, they'd tell you what they wanted, right? Yeah, that's the scariest part. Well, I'll tell you the uh, number seven or mm-hmm. eight. 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 The Bell Witch. The Bell Witch. That is the Blair Witch uh, Witch. Oh, uh, okay. So that's... I had never watched the Blair Witch Project. Oh, well, this is perfect because I'll Film. fill you in. Okay. Oh, you spoilers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you haven't seen The Blair Witch by now, I I, I think you don't, I don't have an I don't really intent care. on seeing it. Uh. And the Blair Witch did not make our ghost draft, though, for when we drafted the best is it, movie. Is, it is a ghost, though? Yeah. Well, I thought it was a witch. Well, I mean, it's on this list. I, do you think that live science would lie to us about ghosts? Live science? <laughs> live <laughs> science talking about dead things. The events that allegedly happened at John Bell's Tennessee farm between 1817 and 1821 are said to be one of the classic American ghost tales. Bell shot at a strange animal on his farm, but the creature disappeared before it could be harmed. Several weeks later, the Bell family was tormented by a ghost that made terrifying sounds, shook the house, and physically attacked Bell's daughter Betsy. The spectral assaults continued for several years, and at one point, Andrew Jackson is said to have dabbled in ghost hunting and did his own investigation. Andrew Jackson? Yeah. Wasn't he the racist one? (laughs) Like the really racist one? He's also a ghost hunter. Okay, well. (laughs) Uh, Though some authors recount the Bell Witch tale as a true account, there is little evidence that is anything other than a ghost story. Jackson, for example, never mentioned the Bell Witch case at all. It seems that the future president's role was created from thin air, possibly to lend the appearance of reality to a fictional tale. From the late 1810s until the 1830s, Jackson's every move is fairly well documented. Um, what a wild thing to try and add credibility to a story. It's like, the president was there. <laughs> like, that's going to make people believe it. <laughs> it's like, no, it's true. I, I saw someone coming down the street and Obama was there. And you're like, what? Like, what? <laughs> he investigated it. He became a private detective and he investigated it. Like, what? <laughs> Less likely to believe it. I'm going to uh, use that for any story to bring credibility to myself. <laughs> that Obama on. became a private investigator yeah. and he was there for it? Yeah. <laughs> Why, who was across from me at the table and witnessed it as well? Why, it was Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. In a trench coat with a... <laughs> Big magnifying glass, searching for clues. <laughs> so I guess the Bell Witch is the first one, though, on the list that is at least... Trying to be spooky? Considered to be real. Oh. Well, some consider it to be real. Some would consider the Flying Dutchman to be real. You think so? More than this one, I think. Well, this one, at least... I, I thought the Flying Dutchman people were just declared fiction. 
Well, it was based on a per- real person, and they said it was like a real thing. So I think it's the same kind of idea as the Blair Witch one. It's just older. Okay. Well, whereas this one is more a little more recent Americana folklore. So in North America, we're going to hear more about it. But you know, that that that's what I would say the distinction is. But I I would say that they're kind of like the same thing just at different times well you're right i mean like the bell witch one is the i guess the scariest um situation to be in if you're going outside of your farm at night and a ghost just comes beats the shit out of you and leaves also too i think the flying dutchman has a little more basis in reality than oh believe us the president was there (laughs) you know what i mean well which president was there for the flying dutchman (laughs) (laughs) that's true i guess it could have been any one of george washington (laughs) So, uh, here's number seven, and this is one you predicted, mm-hmm. Casper. There we go. There he is. What about his uncles? Um, Are they <laughs> six, five, and four? <laughs> yeah, they're ahead of Casper. Makes sense. Pretty controversial, actually. Mm-hmm. Well. So, do you think that, because Casper was one that came to your mind first, so are you a little mm-hmm. surprised it's not number one? I feel like we've talked about Casper a lot on the show for some reason, though. Yeah, we brought him up. I we brought know. him up. He's been here. We we talked about. He is, he is famous. He's well known. Totally fiction. There was not so- even an inkling of reality from this bad boy. Yeah. So it says here: while Bloody Mary spends her time in the ghostly realms, waiting to be summoned to dark bathrooms, so she can scare the children, so she can poop. Casper is best known as a friendly ghost. And is the white outlined smiling ghost who tries not to scare people. Have you heard the theory that Casper is the ghost of Richie Rich? Uh, I have I have heard that <laughs> theory. Yeah. I mean the I guess the illustration isn't it is it drawn by the same person? I think it might be. It's at the very least I think it's the same like company. Yeah. They I there's a similarity to mm-hmm. the way that they're drawn. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that um maybe we can all uh well, I, I think Richie Rich was a bit of a brat. That's why he's a ghost. And Casper, he turned his way around. That's right. He's trying to repent for his evil deeds. Had to change life. his name, though. Well, well, he couldn't remember. <laughs> yeah. That's um, part of the curse of being dead, is that you don't remember everything. I think uh, Casper is probably one of my uh, favorite ones, uh, ghosts, because it's, it's such a nice, mm. a nice experience. I mean, you, you do have his uncles looming. Yeah. But him himself i mean it does mention in here about wendy the good little witch mm-hmm. uh which i watched uh <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> it said i didn't add that the good little witch sure you did <laughs> it says that in here and hot stuff the little devil <laughs> <laughs> i know hot stuff <laughs> You don't know Wendy? I know Wendy. <laughs> okay, you know you know both. I don't think Casper's in my favorites though. No, he's, he's too much of a wimp. <laughs> Why? Yeah, he's a little wimp, <laughs> no. a little milk toast, just round headed. He's kind of like Caillou, but dead. Why you? <laughs> you want a ghost that can like defend you physically? No, I just want a ghost that has a little more of a backbone. You know what I mean? Right, like a spooky skeleton. Well, I mean, Casper, uh, the uh, kid falls in love with Casper. Don't that's they? weird. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, I remember watching the the sequel with Casper and Wendy. Did mm. you watch that one? No. It's. Uh, I don't know if it's good or not. I, I it's doubt not. it is. <laughs> I had. I don't, it, I don't think it is. I had it on VHS. I feel like it was like Hillary Duff or something. Yeah, I remember seeing it when it came out, but I didn't watch it. 
Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll uh, suggest you go watch that one rather than the Blair, the Blair Witch. Witch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and as mentioned before the Casper, next on our list, which I believe is number six, is Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. So this is someone with backbone. Yeah. That's true. Um, don't you summon Candyman the same way? Yeah, Candyman's the same kind of idea, I guess, mm-hmm. as Bloody Mary. Okay. Um, I wonder if he's here. Probably not. If they in the room? Her. No. Yeah, in here. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I hope not. That's true. Uh, I've never had a Bloody Mary. I don't think I want to. Um, I don't like, like the tomato drink. juice. Yeah. Yeah. Have you uh, ever tried summoning Bloody Mary when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. yeah. Were you scared? No. <laughs> How old are you? I don't know. I mean, it was in like, last public year? school. Yeah, it was just last year. <laughs> I went back to school so I could summon Bloody Mary. <laughs> I lost a lot of money. Wow, that's a weak version of that Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> movie. <laughs> hey, I got to get back to summon Bloody Mary. <laughs> Can I, I just do it in any bathroom? Why does it have to be at school? I, I've told the, uh, the story that... Uh, at uh, my public school, there was a whole Bloody Mer- Mary uh, mm-hmm. setup going on by all the girls in my class that really tricked all of us boys mm-hmm. and even made the puddle. They put like a freezy in there to dye oh, it right, red. Right, right. And they really uh, did a number on us. We thought we were goners for sure. I just remember, all I remember is like people talking about it and then just, I remember the lights out in the bathroom in the public school. And that that's all I remember about it. Which was weird, because the lights were never out in the bathroom in the public school. That well, school, torn down. No longer there. It's, it's Can't a, investigate. It's gone. <laughs> it's a field. It says here that it's Bloody Mary is many uh, school children. Um, that's their first experience with a ghost. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, there's a folklore to it that's, you know, hey, we're talking about it when we were children. How do we learn about it? I think the same way you learn any, like, rhymes or, like sayings and things like that it's just kind of word of mouth and it gets passed around and it's in pop culture and then like parents pass that stuff along it's weird it's weird how like you know this stuff that everywhere like my parents wouldn't tell me about that no but you probably had people at school who told you about it yeah exactly but like it would have had to have come from one of their parents yeah or tv because the teachers wouldn't like a lot of stuff is you know pop culture and then other kids and Obviously, it'd be like cousins or siblings, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's strange that it still like carries around and uh, people know about it so much. Yeah. And it, I mean, if you don't know about it, just go into a mirror, say Bloody Mary three times and uh, pray for your life. Well, I think, too, what, one of the things with something like that, I think that keeps it around. It's a ghost story, but it's just so simple that it's not like you have to remember a story. Mm-hmm. You're just like, if you stand in front of the mirror. And you say Bloody Mary three times, she'll come and she'll kill you. I'm like, oh, okay, that's the whole story. <laughs> like, yeah, you better do it. Well, there is a backstory behind it. But that. you know what I mean, though. Yeah. Most people, that's what they know and that's what they're going to say. Yeah. So it's a simple kind of like ghost story to try and scare people and things like that without having to be like, it happened to a friend of a friend of mine. <laughs> well, I can, uh, I can uh, get more people Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing about the backstory of Bloody Mary, so they have a little more information to, uh, to scare their children. To scare their children with, if you have them. So, according to the folklore, Bloody Mary is a ghost of a woman who murdered her children long ago. Okay. If you want to see her, go into a bathroom, usually at school, turn the lights off, stand in front of a mirror, and repeat her name three times. It's weird that you're turning the lights off in a bathroom. I don't like it. 
Yeah, what if you step in the toilet and you got toilet water all over your foot? <laughs> or someone left it in there and didn't flush. Oh, the toilet water? Yeah. Or poop. Poop. <laughs> and pee. <laughs> poop and pee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. This is why people don't think we're educated. <laughs> <laughs> I just was trying to clarify what was in the toilet. <laughs> The game of uh, Summoning Bloody Mary is particularly as associated with teenagers. I don't find that to be true. I found that I did a lot younger. Well, I wonder if originally it was teenagers and then they were the one who spread it younger and younger. You know what I mean? I feel like by the time I was a teenager... We I, were over Bloody Mary. Yeah, we well, came, we had leather jackets. We right. fixed cars up. and Okay. <laughs> All right. Sure you did. <laughs> we danced on them and stuff. Remember? <laughs> yeah, we were in high school together. Yeah. <laughs> they called us the T-Birds. <laughs> the D-Birds, more like it. <laughs> um, so three functions of the ritual are identified to actively challenge and conquer fears to allow opportunities to increase peer group status and develop a mechanism for coping with the supernatural. Mm. So, so it's like a hazing ritual and bonding. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess parents, that answers my question. Parents are telling them. Because it it's a group exercise. Well, I don't know if the parents are telling them that because of that. I, I, <laughs> I don't know if there's motives like, hmm, how can I terrify and enrich my son's life? I mean, that's probably why I'm okay with horror movies now is because I had Bloody Mary scare the shit out of me. Sure, that's probably what it was. You think? So she showed up? <laughs> well, I thought she did. You did? Oh, well, I guess with the, the freezy incident. Yeah, there was all kinds of stuff. They had someone in the hall t- with their back turned. It was everything. Yeah. And then they pulled a Santa Claus on you and pulled the rug out on, from underneath you. <laughs> uh, so Not real. Numerous uh, students related their experiences, both positive and negative, with great glee, while others hid their heads in terror at the very thought of calling her. An updated version of Bloody Mary Legend was made into a horror film series, Candyman, mm-hmm. recently re- remade in 2021. Yeah. So, I mean, Bloody Mary has to be one of the scariest. Do you think Bloody Mary's scarier than the Bell Witch? Yeah. I don't really know what the ble- Bell Witch does. I know Bloody Mary shows up. Well, in the, the, the Bell Witch should beat the shit out of the <laughs> daughter. I just killed her kid. Who cares? <laughs> what do you think Bloody Mary's doing? Showing up in bathrooms and killing kids all the time. It's true. They were just assaulting. The Bell yeah. Witch was assaulting people. Yeah, Bloody Mary's showing up to random bathrooms to kill people. Um, the next is one I don't really know about, so I'm surprised it's a little bit higher than mm-hmm. um, Bloody Mary. Oh. <laughs> But the Drury Lane ghost. The Drury Lane ghost. Yeah. I hope uh, that the Muffin Man uh, yeah. <laughs> encountered them. Uh, there are many theaters in the Covent Gardens district in London's West End. Maybe this is a uh, British. Uh, yeah. Plays have been uh, produced in that area for over 300 years, and some of the world's greatest actors have appeared there. I wonder if Brad Pitt. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was there on Drury Lane getting some muffins <laughs> yet one theater is better known for uh more for its ghosts than its productions there is actually more than one ghost said to be, uh, haunt drury lane's halls and wings including those of several actors the most famous however is a man in gray seen as a nobleman carrying a sword it's not uncommon for a theater to claim a resident ghost uh treading the boards and the drury lane ghosts carry on their part of theater tradition Okay, I mean, I guess. I feel like this is just... I mean, everyone says that every theater is haunted for some reason. 
just because that's what people say. Like yeah. there's even a magic school bus episode about haunted theaters. Well, we've had it brought up on here as well. That's what I mean. Like I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know if it's more famous than the other ones. I guess they're just using Drury Lane as like a placeholder for theater ghosts. Yeah, well, it, it happened specifically on Drury Lane. I Drury well, Lane. No, 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 no. I understand is that is famous because of the Muffin Man lives sure, there. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I think if you're in that area, you probably know more about it. Like I didn't really know necessarily about these specific ghosts, but I know the idea of like theaters having ghosts. Yeah. So, I'm saying like, are they using? We've had stories told on here of people experiencing. Are they ghosts using the Drury Lane ghosts as like a placeholder for like theaters in general having ghosts? You know, Do I don't know, know but saying? we know Casper and Bloody Mary's name. I don't think. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, like, is it is this just like a placeholder because it is a named one? But they're like, well, everyone knows theaters are haunted for some reason. But this is... I've never seen a ghost at the Cineplex. This is one that people aren't doubting is real. I doubt it. <laughs> well, you're the only one. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, I'm Tigger. <laughs> everyone in the theater had some kind of experience. They think they saw the man in gray or they heard a door slam when there was no one in the building. Uh, Roger Clark, professional ghost hunter, took those stories more seriously than the ghost. He did think the building had something going on, although it was difficult to say what said actor Nigel Planner to the, uh, to the journalist Andrew Dixon, writing for The Guardian in 2015. Okay. So, Roger Clark, that's a big uh, name for you. I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> he means a lot to me. Yeah, he means a lot to you. So, yeah, I think uh, that's an interesting one. I don't know how famous it is, especially compared to every other one we've heard. In this room? Not at all. Yeah. Get him out of here. I mean, maybe in London, this is the most famous thing. Well, I don't know. I will, I will be in the UK in April, so maybe I'll stop by and I'll see if I can take a picture with a ghost and get an autograph. I would assume Drury Lane was already on the list of uh, places to go. That's true. <laughs> and if their muffins ain't banging, I'm going to be pissed. I mean, there's got to be there's got to be a muffin shop on Drury Lane. <laughs> it's, if there's not, you have to open one up. That's true. At the very least, uh, DreamWorks should have opened one up. Mm -hmm. And it That's should true. just be there selling Shrek merchandise. Whew. This episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Spooked, S-P-O-O-K-E-D, to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. Yes. Love is in the air. That's Valentine's right. Day is Va coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm -hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a Valentine, don't have That's a Valentine. Right. You know, and the stresses of planning Valentine's Day is a lot. It can be a lot for you, and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important, and what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? Exactly. I know that for myself, mm -hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while uh, doing planning and, do mm -hmm. and putting things together. That really uh, stresses me out and it, um, gives me anxiety it uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me. Yeah. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed 
what great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions. Exactly. Yeah. Just open up your open uh, it up laptop. and get it started right there. Yeah. In bed. Perfect. You can still wear your jammies, just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And, hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know? And and it's all... And online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of like in person, and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're going to see you again in person, and it's more of a connection. No, do online, do BetterHelp. That's right. So don't forget, go to BetterHelp.com/spooked to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked today. Well, here's the next one on the list. Okay. And I think this is four now? I'm doing a bad job keeping track of that. You are. It's the Vanishing Hitchhiker, which I think we've told the story okay. about this on here. I, it's not one I've heard of, though, before that. A Vanishing Hitchhiker? Well, well, this is a very common one, too. I feel like this is the same vein as in like using the jury lane as a placeholder for haunted theaters. I think this is another one of those like folklores about picking up a hitchhiker and then turning around right. and there was no one there kind of thing or or they're like oh they died five years ago at that very spot on this very stretch of highway <laughs> so well this is a uh, vanishing hitchhiker this is what it has to say a yeah. classic example of modern folk folklore folklore <laughs> folklore <laughs> <laughs> often associated with the united states but with parallel tales elsewhere in the world the vanishing hitchhiker is often depicted standing by the roadside and disappearing without a trace not long after being picked up mm -hmm. one classic version points to the hitchhiker being the ghost of a local resident killed not far from their home yep. but it has likely changed over the decades Okay, so you're right. I mean, we have uh, something like mm -hmm. this up by my uh, parents' house, too, of a guy that used to jog the roads, got hit by a car mm -hmm. because there's no lights up there. And then he's, he wasn't wearing a reflective vest. I mean, no lights up there. Why are you jogging at night then? I don't know. Put on a, put on a little light. They have them all. You can get out those bands now. They still see him jogging there, though. Wow. Determined. <laughs> it acquired uh, the new automobile motif by the period of the Great Depression and thereafter spawned a number of subtypes with greatly varied and oddly interlocking detail, some of which themselves stemmed from earlier folk legends. Okay. So, yeah, it was, it's similar to uh, yeah. what you kind of said there. Um, Sometimes the hitchhiker is imbued but with the power of prophecy or is on an endless quest, not unlike the crew of the Flying Dutchman. Mm -hmm. Updated and localized treatments of the legend continue to flourish in modern folklore, suggesting that the old ghost tale must have some important appeal to contemporary folk. I mean, even uh, Large Marge from Pee Wee's Big Adventure is like a reverse of that trope. It's the same idea. She's already home. Well, she picks up a hitchhiker, Pee Wee. Mm -hmm. And then when she drops him off, that's when he finds out that she was a ghost who died there several years ago. Right. So same idea, just reversed roles. Yeah. What I'd be more scared of with mm -hmm. a hitchhiker is one that kills me. Like the <laughs> like the hitchhiker with the hatchet or whatever? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the hatchet wielding hitchhiker. Yeah. Um yeah, that that I'd be <laughs> more scared of. <laughs> True. I would too. Um but yeah, that's that's another one for you there. 
<laughs> that is another one for you. So what are you thinking about the list so far? Do you think you'd rearrange a few things here? Um, I'd probably rearrange a couple of things. I feel like these ones where they're more just ideas rather than specifics. Like, I think the idea is famous, but I don't know if there's like a specific ghost that is. So I don't know. I don't know. So you're thinking that like Hamlet might be a little bit higher up. I feel like it's kind of like saying who's the most famous person in the world. And you just say mankind. (laughs) (laughs) What? Well, the next one is the ghost of Christmas past. There we go. I knew it had to be there. Wait, so Christmas past is the one on here. So is uh, present and future going to be there too? I don't uh, know. What about Jacob Morley? No. Oh, okay. Well, Christmas past. That's a good one. That's the most famous of them, I guess. That's as far as everyone gets. The first, just Christmas past, and then they shut down. Yeah, a lot of people turn it off at that point. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Was there more past that? In Charles Dickens' famous novel, A Christmas Carol, Cold-Hearted Miser, Ebenezer Scrooge has a change of heart after being visited by several ghosts representing different eras of his life. Yeah. Ghosts are often associated with life lessons and morality tales, and these are no exception. The ghosts of Christmas past set uh, Scrooge out on the road to rehabilitation by showing him visions of his past Christmases. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a this is a famous one, not a scary one. Yeah. I mean, I just watched Muppets Christmas Carol. Did you? Over Christmas, oh, yes. Oh, over Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, after Christmas. Huh? After Christmas, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, and there's that new, I'm sure you watched that new Ryan Reynolds one. No. Will Ferrell one. No, I haven't. You didn't watch that one? No. But you're such a fan of the tale. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this. I think that I would guess that this is a uh, UK-based list. I don't... I mean, even if it is, I think this is this is probably one of the most... It's one of the most famous, like, ghost stories out there, I think. Everyone knows A Christmas Carol. Yeah, I, it could be number one. It's, well, not. it's not. It's number three. Well, let's see number two, and we'll see how we feel. Yeah. The Murdered Peddler. Okay, this is a UK list. (laughs) (laughs) One day in the early 1840s in Hydesville, New York. Oh, maybe not. A young peddler arrived at the home of Mr. and Mrs. Bell to sell his housewares. Look at all these Bell people. Wrong. The Bells are haunted. This must be before people had last names and everyone was just Bell Smith. (laughs) (laughs) He was invited into the home by the Bell's housekeeper and, in fact, stayed for some days. (laughs) The maid was shortly dismissed from service, but abruptly rehired a week later. What? (laughs) Like, why would you let this person in? You're fired. Ah, Okay, we do need a maid, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's filthy. The peddler was gone, but many of his items were now in use in the Bell's kitchen. The maid thought little of it until she began experiencing strange ghostly phenomenon only to find out from the peddler's ghost that he had, in fact, been murdered in her absence. So they fired her, Mm. murdered him. Okay. And then he told the maid about it. Right. And at this point, if I'm the maid, I don't want to know that information. Yeah. I am now in danger of being murdered myself. That's true. The, The less I know, the better. At least that was the story told by two sisters named Maggie and Katie Fox, who claimed to communicate with the ghosts. 
Years later, the sisters admitted it had all been a hoax. There was no murdered peddler, and the spirit communication had been faked. Still, the sisters had inadvertently founded a religion called spiritualism, which is still practiced today. The murdered peddler is the only fake ghost whose presence started a real religion. Okay. So that's interesting. That's one that I didn't know about, but I guess where it's kind of led to is pretty big how can you still believe in the religion when the people that created it said it was a hoax uh scientology did they did they it was written by a science fiction writer yeah but did he say it was a hoax no you don't have to (laughs) if you don't know you're fucking stupid what are you saying about uh tom cruise and will smith they're fucking nuts and John Travolta. Well, I think there's also, I think there's probably a big difference between being a big, rich, influential person in Scientology and just a normal person in Scientology. And you know who else is apparently a Scientologist and been hanging out with Tom Cruise lately? Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> the Hulkster's trying to rehabilitate his image and by joining a cult. <laughs> Well, this says when spiritualism began with its murdered peddler and its poltergeist, it has fed on an older fascination with occult powers. Mm. But spiritualism, as shaped by and in response to the Fox sisters, has emerged as something sunnier, more democratic. Uh, So one gathered a group of friends or hired a large hall to welcome the immortal beings while benign spirit guides weren't necessarily unknown in other parts of the world, they descended uh, like uninvited but cheery guests on 19th century Christian America. Okay. So this is one of those ones that I don't think I would put this far on the top just because, again, it's an, another one where I don't think anyone really knows this ghost, but they know the results of it, I guess. So I w- this one should be like a number 10. Like I would put that low on the list. I'm like, it's here. Makes sense. This but is interesting. This is a new fact you might not know. Yeah, but, that's for, not the most but for the most famous, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it shouldn't be two. It should be 10. I if, mean, if it's going to be on the list, it should be at the bottom of the list. It's a great one for uh, for us to discuss as a podcast because it's something we didn't know. Yeah. Well, we don't know a lot. You saw how terrible and disastrous it was when A Christmas Carol came up. We had nothing to say about it. We knew too much. That's true. Yeah, we knew everything. We knew every every little detail. <laughs> well, number one's really going to surprise you. Okay. Because it doesn't make sense. Is it the Pac-Man ghost? Given it's not the Pac-Man ghost. The Pac-Man ghost should have been on there. Was it Inky, Blinky? Uh, stinky. Stinky and Dinky. Number one is Slimer. Okay. The Ghostbusters ghost himself. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I guess. See, Slimer deserves to be on the list. I don't know about number one. I don't know. But the fact that number two was this peddler and then the... Number three, I mean, it's weird. The ordering is weird to have Slimer's number one. It feels very arbitrary. I would put Bloody Mary ahead of Slimer as far as that goes. You think Bloody Mary should be number one? Based on what we have, maybe. Do you think that anyone... Uh, like I, I guess, let's give Slimer his due here. Let's talk a little bit about. Slimer. I mean, I think Slimer is a is a is a very well known, very popular ghost. I mean, part of a large franchise of 
films and uh, animated uh, cartoons. Well, there's one person listening right now that's probably like, who the fuck is Slimer? Tell me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Have you not seen Ghostbusters Resurrected or whatever the hell that new movie was? (laughs) He's in that, right? I don't think he... I don't think he is. They at least reference him, though, right? Muncher's in it. Muncher, (laughs) who is the new Slimer. Yeah. So... It's like when they did BB-8, right? I would be surprised. Well, there's you probably... You knew it was a cheap knockoff of R2-D2. There's probably is quite a few people that have just seen the new Ghostbusters and not the original. Yeah. Slimer is the grotesque green ghost featured in the Ghostbusters films and cartoon. Told you. He's characterized by his bright green appearance, obnoxious and slovenly behavior, and, and his ability slime. to spew slime. Yeah. yeah, he was modeled off of uh, Belushi. He was. It's just funny. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They modeled him off of uh, John Belushi, not, not Jim. Belushi. That's true. According, According to, Jim. to Jim, it was. Yeah. But. <laughs> We're on the same page today, baby. That's right. <laughs> A reformed evil ghost that joined the Ghostbusters team. Slimer's uh, voracious appetite and guttural burps make him among the most memorable cartoon ghosts. Does he, does he join them in the second movie? Or is it just in the cartoon that he helps them? In the cartoon, he's definitely a part of Yeah, I know that, but I don't remember him doing anything. Does he do something in the second one? It's been a while since I've seen the second one. He doesn't help them in the first. No, he just gets caught and they put him in the thing. Well, he's originally referred to as Onion Head. Yeah, (laughs) because John Belushi had an onion head. (laughs) Slimer was likened to an actor known well by the film's writers and stars Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis remarked that the character was sort of like Bluto in Animal House, Uh like the ghost of John Belushi. I already knew it. There you go. I knew it before it said it. There you go. Even though people are going to say I read it ahead of time. I didn't. That's true. Actually, people are going to know I did not read this list ahead of time. No one's going to claim I read this list ahead of time. This was after Blues Brothers then, right? Yeah. I well, I think he was. I think he had passed away at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, then obviously it was after Blues Brothers. <laughs> I don't know. Um, maybe not after Blues Brothers two thousand. No, no. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, so, um, Danny, who is obviously a good friend of John's, never argued with that. Even so, we never officially said that, and. We never mentioned it in the script. It was just one way to look at the character because Onion Head's grossness is like Bluto's in Animal House. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Slimer is probably one of my favorite ghosts, I think. I I am a big Ghostbusters guy. I like Ghostbusters, but I never really thought of Slimer as my favorite part of the movie. Slimer becomes, I feel, a bigger deal in the animated. I agree, but I, I still never really, like... I was never like, oh, yeah, Slimer, my favorite character from this franchise. <laughs> I prefer the Stay Puff Man of Slimer, if I'm picking a ghost from the show, or from the first movie, at least. Mm-hmm. Well, is that a demon, though? I mean, you can make the argument that half of the ghosts in there are demons, so I think you're kind of splitting hairs in that franchise. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. What about the dog? Yeah, those are pretty good. Or the one that uh, 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 haunts, uh, what's her face? Uh, 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 you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, haunts uh, from the Leslie Jones. Yeah, Leslie Jones. <laughs> That's true, right. I haven't seen that one, so I don't know what you're talking about. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I understand why it's on the list. I don't know if it's number one. Um, it's not my number one. What's your number one? Uh, I, again, I think maybe most like known and influenced. I think Bloody Mary's up there. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I think a few of them could be up there. Like the Hitchhiker one makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I feel everybody knows Bloody Mary. Everyone knows Bloody Mary. I think most people know like a Hitchhiker story. Haunted Theaters is another one I think is a big one. But again, I don't know. I mean, there was a magic school bus about it. Yeah, that's true. Pepper's Ghost. And don't forget the Flying Dutchman from SpongeBob. That's a good one, too. Flying Dutchman. I feel like the list, every time you read a list that's like the top 10 or whatever, it starts strong and starts fizzling towards the end. Well, I don't know if this one fizzled. Like, I understood the choices. I just don't know if I understood the placement. Was anyone left off? Anyone big? Mm, I don't know. Probably. Ghost what face? about the Holy Ghost? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a pretty that's a pretty famous one. I would say that's got to be up there. Yeah. Um, who else is a big ghost? Um, probably Patrick Swayze. True ghost. Uh, ghost Rica. <laughs> I know more about Patrick Swayze and ghosts than I do <laughs> the Drury Lane ghost. Although I don't know Patrick Swayze's name in that movie, so maybe I don't. You know, it's funny. I don't know if I've ever actually watched that whole movie. You just watch clips? I've only seen clips. But YouTube it, clip it. It's one of those <laughs> movies where I feel like I've seen it a million times, but I don't think I've ever watched it. So all I really know is the clay scene. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what is happening here? Yeah, there's there's a lot like that. I mean, uh, it's going to be very... Uh, oh, you know who's a famous ghost is the Star Wars one. Oh, like uh, Darth Vader yeah, and Obi-Wan? Up in the yeah. sky. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty famous. Yeah, but I would say those characters aren't known for being ghosts as much. You know what I mean? I've only seen that scene, so. Oh, <laughs> you only know the prequels and the very end of Return of the Jedi? Yeah. yeah that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that one's not so much because those characters aren't known as ghosts. Like, they happen to be ghosts at the very end, but they're not necessarily ghosts. Right. So, well, I mean, I... I think that possibly um, our listeners here can uh, tell us if they've heard of all of these ghosts. Yeah. And, and if there's one that they think uh, was missing from this list. I feel like there's more. They're just not coming to me. I'm sure I could do a quick Google and find out uh, most famous ghosts. Um, what about me in Ghosts on CBS? Uh, <laughs> Probably the least uh, famous in the cast. <laughs> Uh, Boo from Mario. <laughs> um, yeah. That's a big one. That's I think that one. one's bigger than some of these bozos. Not Slimer. Shoeless Joe Jackson from Field of Dreams. This is on Esquire. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Dr. Malcolm Crow from The Sixth Sense. <laughs> these are all just movies. Hatbox Ghost from The Haunted Mansion. Jacob Marley from A Christmas Carol. Okay. So the Snapchat Ghost. <laughs> that, that's a big one. I'm just going a quick one here. Ghost Rider. The Pac-Man Ghost, we mentioned. Um, the Dead Men of Dunharrow from The Lord of the Rings. Okay, Slimer is number 19 on this list from Esquire. Ghost of Christmas Present. <laughs> Oddly from A Muppet's Christmas Carol on this list. Well, you know, we're coming... The Ghost of Abraham Lincoln. The Ghost of Abraham Lincoln. Danny Phantom, King Hamlet, 
Okay, we've seen some overlap. Uh, the blowjob ghost and his lover from The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> Moaning Myrtle from Harry Potter. That's pretty funny. Banquo from Macbeth. The Holy Ghost and Fleabag. Never watched it. Uh, Denny Duquette from Grey's Anatomy. I would say that the twins in Shining are more uh, recognizable than the I would agree. agree. Number nine, Anakin Skywalker from Return of the Jedi. Okay. Sam Wheat from Ghost. Okay. Uh, The Flying Dutchman from SpongeBob. Number seven. (laughs) Yeah, see? Uh, Gengar from Pokemon. That's a good one. I was surprised you didn't think of that. The Peanuts Gang, and it's the Great Pumpkin Gang. They're not. They're just dressed as ghosts. They're not actual ghosts. That's one that I feel like the Anakin Skywalker thing is like you're splitting hairs there. They're not always ghosts. The entire cast of Lost. Boo from Mario's number three. Two is Duke Ellington from Big Mouth. That oh God. And then Casper's number one on this Esquire list. So there was a few there that we missed. There was a few that I think were overlaps and kind of weird choices. But Big Mouth, number one, two. Number two. Wow. I don't like that show. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't like it. Well, I'll, I'll say this, that uh, we're coming close to uh, March. And before in a March, we did a bracket of the best ghost movie of all time. So perhaps we could do a sequel to that. That's or true. we could do the best movie ghost. Mm-hmm. Of all time. We probably should do that. So, I mean, put your opinions in of which uh, one we should do. Probably the best movie ghost would be a fun one to do. And uh, maybe if you want to uh, submit a possible candidate or two to our top 16. Yeah, we'll do a little movie bracket. Uh Uh-oh, what the hell? Ghosts. (laughs) But... On that note, we should wrap up here. That's and, true. Uh, Damien, anything to plug? Just uh, <laughs> uh, the fear pouring out of my orifices right now. Yeah, yeah I got to plug it up. This was a scary one. Yeah, You'll spooky. be thinking about leaving uh, the house and going on the farm and getting the shit kicked out of you by a ghost. Yeah, I, I guess uh, one thing to plug on uh, March 11th at Comedy Bar on my sketch troupe, uh, Boy Girl Party will be doing a show for Sketchfest in Toronto. So if you're in the city and you want to come check that out, go to the Sketchfest website. You can get all the details for that. And uh, if I don't mention this, then my co-host Joel will beat the shit out of me like the Bell Witch does. Uh, So I have another podcast called Merge Boot. If you like Survivor, it's gearing up here. First uh, week of March, first Wednesday of March. It starts back up a new season. So check that out. And you can check all of this out at sonarnetwork.com, as well as go to our bios. We have direct links to our social medias. And go to the Sonar shop. We got uh, t-shirts there. Whether you believe in ghosts or don't believe in ghosts, we got a shirt for you. So, spook, spook. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 